4: That it does, and a happy holiday to you. Technically, uh, this is supposed to not happen. This podcast this week is not supposed to happen. But here we are showing you the grit, the commitment. I'm trying to teach David Gascon here that that you can have work ethic. You don't have to check out. you, You can actually prepare. and Even when you're on vacation, you don't have to mail it in. And so that's why we are here. And as you know by now, because you're already listening, uh, this podcast is available. We are in the air everywhere, and really everywhere. You know, the radio. We are limited to the affiliates that pick up the show, but on the overnight. But here, uh, the vast power of iHeart, the global reach of podcasting, and we have listeners that claim to be listening all over the world. So you can hear this every week at about this time when we stop. You know, when we start downloading. Of course, it, the show starts when you download it, but it goes up on the uh, web on Friday afternoon in the East, Friday morning in the West, and it's available on the iHeart Podcast Network. And wherever you get your podcast, and the slogan, because you got to have a hokey slogan, is because four hours are not enough. But uh, again, we're here to teach you a lesson, David Gascon, that we're not going through the motions. Uh, There's no flake tendencies here. I don't cut corners. I don't believe in shoddy work. I don't do that. Uh, and so, so that's why we're here. I know you've always been kind of a guy, and you know, I'm, I'm in the fast lane. I'm putting pedal to the metal. You're in cruise control. Yeah,
5: there's You're nothing. In cruise control. There's nothing cruise in my control right now. I. Kind of unwrapping some Neutrogena face wipes. I had to do some yeah. some stuff on a studio set. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah, uh, Gascon.
4: Yeah, was... uh, your nickname's the Hollywood narcissist. Is David Gascon here? Why would it be that? Yeah, uh, you, know, you bitched and moaned last week. With you good reason. Complained. Now nah, oh, you were a couple of minutes late. Oh my God, so so uh, horrible. Uh, my cu- goodness. A
5: Couple would be two, maybe four. You were actually thirty-five minutes late to your own yeah. podcast. Well,
4: I would like you to know that you are uh, you, you were. 58 minutes late, okay, which is exhausting to me. Uh, It is draining to me to sit around for 58 minutes and wait. You're just killing the podcast. You're punishing... Everyone involved, all the many people that are part of the podcast. How dare you?
5: Uh, there's only two people that are part of this podcast: you and myself. So, well,
4: no, there's an right. army of producers and no, editors. No. I'm your producer. And, uh, I, I know you're preoccupied ex- with yourself. This.
5: I, I actually producer. Do, uh, yeah, I produce this. I edit this. I do all the write-ups for yeah. this. I launch Good. it.
4: Uh, all right, yeah. uh, I want that on the record because, of course, you pro- you produced the Fishbowl podcast, the worst moment in the history of. Media, well, I, and you were behind that. Uh, so I'm glad that you put your name on it, which is good.
5: Well, I'll own it, just because we try to do something a little bit different, since we will do something different in 2020 as well. So it's, uh, oh, is
4: that right? We're doing something different in 2020. Yeah,
5: you were stripped of some of your uh, $1,000 pieces of equipment there at the Ben Malley Studios. So. Well,
4: that's right. This is actually the last podcast uh, in the remote studio, which I have used to work at great radio stations like WEEI in Boston and, uh, and some other places along the way where I have popped up on the radio because we are out with the old technology and next time we are in with the new technology. Now I have a dedicated right now if you're I'll give you a little inside radio. So it's an ISDN line which is a, I always when I grew up in radio, I always knew about ISDN. I always wanted to have an ISDN setup. So I have that, but it's old technology mm. and the radio business has switched over to a different technology. Which is not a hardline based thing. It's a digital connection, and um, they're forcing me to, the company's forcing me to change. So uh, I have not, to switch. Yeah, I mean, oh. they're, they're forcing a, an old guy to learn some new tricks.
5: That's what they're doing. So you Well, I'm to- excited
4: about it. You know, when I first got into Radio Gascon, they had cart machines, and I, I learned how to edit audio. This, uh, I got my, my uh, thumbs bloody. Literally yeah. working in radio because we had these things called razor blades. Imagine, imagine going to work and having razor blades all over the stuff. They're just asking you to kill yourself, and they had razor blades all over the place, and it was to slice real to real tape. Yeah, it sounds but, like uh, some of
5: your yeah. uh, your fanboys that uh, use those in the morning time uh, before they oh, wow. begin their day. So you know
4: uh, already, you know I know the, the Malin militia. They they hate you, uh, and because yeah. they they know that you don't have any ambition. Uh, you have yeah. no aspirations. Yeah. You don't have the the strong desire to do or to achieve something, Ugh. and that bothers them. Yeah,
5: it should. And yeah. Nothing nothing says ambition like coming into a studio uh, on days off to come. That's produce right. A show like for I am right here as doing I shit, th- as I shit and and uh-huh. sit and piss in three hours worth of traffic up and yeah, down yeah. the
4: four hundred five. Well, you end. you sit in traffic because uh, Gascon is uh, went to an audition. All right, he went to a Hollywood audition. Right, that's right. I mean, what? I I should do radio in Sheboygan because nobody in Sheboygan's going to an audition and is an hour late to where their work responsibility.
5: Well, to be fair, the the distance between the studio that I did my audition at and the Fox Sports Radio studios, the distance is actually only eleven miles. Yeah, but the commute was forty five minutes.
4: Yeah, well, that's called Los Angeles. That's how it works. It's a it's a nightmare when you mix the homeless with the traffic and uh, everyone. You can't afford anything. It's a wonderful place to live. You know, it kind of. But the weather's good. The the
5: weather's good, and this was a fraction of the distance it actually took me to get from my house to your stupid Christmas party.
4: So we'll we'll uh, get to the Christmas party. You have uh, you have a lot of hutzpah for some of the stuff that you pulled around the Christmas party. What do you mean that I uh, pulled? We will. (laughs) We will get to that. I know you want to talk about that, but we have other things that we must get to on this this robust your podcast, your
5: glorious trip to Seattle, uh, your uh, big payday
4: bonus at the end of 2019. Bonus! I'm not getting any any bonus. They might might give me like a hungry, hungry hippos game. I want you to know, by the way, that as we are recording this podcast, because Gascon is such a diva and such a uh, mama Luke. I am missing the iHeartMedia Premier Network's Christmas party that I had planned on attending, that I was scheduled to attend, yeah. because Gascon needs to—he only would be available at this time, so here I am.
5: Well, let's just clarify this for other people that aren't, um, aren't stuck on your tit. Um, wow. You are wow. You are also skipping the Christmas party so you can attend a, a game tonight, an L.A. Clippers game.
4: Well, that's the people's team, and I have been invited by a very powerful person to attend the game, so I will be there. That is correct. I will be sitting in a very nice seat, uh, and uh, I will be hanging out watching, uh, well, hopefully Kawhi Leonard plays. I don't know if he's going to play because he might have load management. Uh, He's a bit of a lightweight when it comes to that, but assuming he plays, but uh, yeah, I will uh, absolutely be hanging out there because it's my vacation is what it is. How dare you?
5: Well, tip-off
4: time at Staples
5: Center is 730, and I know you love to mingle and socialize with the the journalists, the TV people, the radio people, so I expect you to be there at Staples around 435 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so that I, would actually I, I, will,
4: I will be there, and the reason I will be there is because people love to tell me stuff, and then yeah. I get to repeat it on the radio without giving them credit, yeah. and I have insider sources because yeah. people have loose lips. Oh, I know. I'll teach you that someday.
5: No, I know firsthand. that There's a lot of things that I tell you that you actually use for your opening monologue.
4: That so, is a lie. I know that, that firsthand. You are. Your nose is growing, Pinocchio. Your nose <laughs> is growing.
5: How are we yes. ending this no year? No balls,
4: no guts, no spine. That's the
5: Gascon mantra. How are we ending this this podcast in 2019 because uh, yeah. we've been through a lot the last two, three months. You almost uh-huh. dying, uh, my car getting vandalized, your car getting tapped a little bit. Uh, yes. So how, yes are we putting, been how are we putting fun. a bow
4: on this thing? Well, you'll just have to keep listening and you'll find out. It's an amazing thing. so, all right, so uh, what's on the
5: menu? What's on the menu? Right, we
4: have, we have on the bistro here, Benny's Bistro this week on the podcast. We've got Beyond Guard, Maller's Meal Plan. Uh, we also have Proper Etiquette, Study this, grab bag, and don't stick to sports. Now, actually, before I get to all that, I I have an added bonus here. Do you know that I through? You know that Kevin Bacon, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon? Well, I have a game six degrees through Marlins Man. Yeah. And my guy, Marlins Man, sat five seats away from the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump at the Army-Navy game. He sent me a bunch of photos. It was unreal. He's sitting. Imagine going to a football game, and Marlon's man, uh, my guy in Miami, Lawrence, he told me that he did not, you know, he just got the ticket or whatever, and, and oh, by the way, uh, here's the president of the United States, like literally five seats over, five, ten seats over from uh, Marlins man, he took all these uh, photos. It was it was crazy. I mean, uh, to be that close to a, any president—that's one of my things. I've, I've met a lot of these athletes, but I've never been around uh, any president, and I, I always would like to to do that at some point. But that that was crazy. And then I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Marlins man, he then invited me to next year's Army Navy game. Oh wow! Yeah, commander, he invited baseball. me to next year's. So I, 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 I I it's a legit offer. Marlins man doesn't do bogus offers, so I there's a chance i've never been to an army navy game that'd be kind of fun next year it's in new jersey at the meadowlands and uh, i might i might go i might be able to go which would be a lot of fun it,
5: what do you mean you might go like this, well, this I, I, trumps I no pun intended this trumps going to seattle <laughs> in week 17
4: <laughs> well no i'm excited about seattle which is december 28th and, and if you have not rsvp would if you haven't if you're listening in Seattle, we'll tell you about that in a minute. But Just think about uh, this for a yeah. second, Ben.
5: If you go next year to that game and you actually yeah. even get close to Trump, yeah. you will be around the first ever president of the United States that has been impeached not once, but twice.
4: I, I know. I know. I was, yeah, he's, uh, he has a very good chance of being impeached twice, which is uh, – that would be. Great. I think at this point, if you're Trump, you want to get obviously reelected, but you would like to be impeached again because you know it's one thing to be impeached one time, but to be impeached twice, you know that that is an unbreakable record. Right? We <laughs> talk about unbreakable records in sports, but yeah. in politics, that would be an absolute unbreakable record. Uh, but yeah, Marlon's man, it was really cool. Like, he's sitting right there, and there's a photo of like Trump walking right by him, and uh, he told me the uh, Secret Service coverage was intense, and apparently some of those hard-o Secret Service guys didn't know who Marlin's man was. Yeah. They don't know the Marlin. Because, you know, when you're around the president, the, everyone gets screened and all that stuff, and uh, it was what. Now, if I do go to the Army-Navy game, do I support the Army or the Navy? I have a lot of Marine friends. I don't know a lot of Army friends. Now, I thought the Marines support the Navy. Isn't that how it works?
5: Yeah, but you got to be like the Commander-in-Chief. You support one for the first half and the other for the second half. Uh, okay unless of course you do it where they're ranked then it's different it, i think you you got to support whoever's ranked in the ball game because navy was ranked this year army had a great year last year and they were ranked in the top 25 so
4: yeah. I, I think it's okay. oh and, and, and by the way Gaskin, Marlinsman and uh, not the name drop here but my buddy Marlinsman invited me to his holiday party in miami <sighs> and uh but unfortunately he sent it just a, a week before the party. It's a little tough to change your schedule around for that, but uh, he has a casino. This is great. You want to hear how crazy this guy, Marlon's man is? So he's got a casino-style holiday party that he's throwing for his friends and people he works with and yep. stuff. And uh, I, I made the cut. I got an invite, and it's a it's an Ocean's 13 movie <laughs> casino party, right? So they have all these you know tables and whatnot, and... You know, where do you get card tables? We could probably rent them or something like that. Uh, but these are the actual Ocean's 13 movie tables where Brad Pitt and George Clooney played. Yeah. He he found them on the internet and bought them. He bought the actual tables from uh, the Ocean's 13. I don't know what you do with them after you use them for the party. I guess he's going to have to do these parties every year, but it's uh, crazy, man. Uh, Absolutely crazy. All right, anyway, um, moving on from that. Um, living the good life, Marlon's man, my friend uh, Lawrence. Uh, but be on guard. Now, Christmas and New Year's sports radio, and, and I am partly to blame for this because I have a lot of comp days that i got to get through here. There's a lot of fill-in. I'm not going to say they're all hacks. A lot of them are hacks uh, who poison and sully the airwaves of radio stations all over the country. Uh, and I, I consider this the... Primer, the handbook on what to listen to and signs. Signs that your favorite talk show host is mailing it in or your fill-in favorite talk show host is mailing in. Now, we have two different versions here to look out for, Gascon. The Christmas version, um, and, and before I even get to the Christmas version, I heard something unprecedented on a radio station. I will not name the guilty party here because I don't want to step on any toes. But somebody this week, all right, did... This kind of radio for the impeachment of Donald Trump. <sighs> Somebody did a topic of who in sports should be impeached was oh. their topic. Yeah. How great is that? Yeah. How great is that, Gascon? Yeah, I heard about that. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's outstanding. I mean, that is, that is dabbling deep in the... The Christmas uh, handbook of uh, lazy radio. It's outstanding.
5: But can I veer off the beaten path with this for just a second? Yes. Because you are, are, I guess you could say famous or infamous for Benny versus the Penny, which is a season-long spectacle where you go against a coin and you pick against the spread for all NFL games. But Mm -hmm. if you're going to use any of that kind of conversation in a radio show, couldn't you use some of the lines that are out there right now? Because there's some lines that have been placed by Vegas on the impeachment process,
4: so oh, so you want to gamble on the impeachment and all? Yeah, I mean, we could. We, I don't have that in, in front of me, but yeah, I, I love that you can bet on anything. I get props <laughs> on uh, wards and all kinds of nonsense. Yeah, yeah.
5: it's good. I, I saw one of them, which, which basically said uh, the over under total on Republicans that would vote for impeachment. It was listed at one and a half.
4: Oh, one and a half? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, what there was one, well, how many Democrats? one Democrat that voted against it, but he became a Republican, so it doesn't really count, right?
5: No, there were two that were voted against it and one that just called present, and that was uh, Tulsi yeah. uh, Gabbard. from. Which is from the
4: my... ultimate lazy way to approach it, right? Like, I'm not going to pick a side. I'm just going to say I was there. Like, for, <laughs> you know? for instance,
5: will the Senate vote to remove President Trump from office? Yes is plus 2,000 and no is minus 5,000 as of now. As of now, yeah, yeah.
4: that's well, it's <laughs> pretty good. Well, the the math is because of the way the Senate, you know, this is not a political show, Gascon, but the way the Senate is set up, it would, you know, there'd have to be a couple of senators that uh, get drugged or something like that yeah. to, to change their position. Um, anyway, so the, the the Christmas version of lazy holiday radio. Um, some of these topics, now these are just a version, you know, some versions of it. There, there, there's a, a few different spinoffs on this, but who's been naughty and who's been nice in sports? Yeah, That's always, you tr- get that at least once during the, the next couple of weeks. Uh, what do you get you know, blank? What do you get LeBron for Christmas? Or you know, what do you get Bill Belichick for Christmas? You know, oh, I get him an offense. Get, get LeBron James the fountain of youth. You know, Some nonsense like that. Uh, what is under your favorite athlete's Christmas tree? Right, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, what do you, you know? It's kind of a what do you get gifts and all that. Uh, who gets a lump of coal, which is a, a spinoff of the previous question? Who in sports do you invite to Christmas dinner, dead or alive? Yeah, yeah, dead one? or alive. That's right. Uh, here's one that kind of relatively new here: Christmas draft. Which is great, right? You have a big board, and you say, "Oh, you know, it's going to be the number one pick." Do you go with the gifts, the Christmas tree? What about the stockings? Yeah. What about the family dinner? How about Santa? You got to put Santa number one. Uh, how about reindeer? Maybe reindeer. Yeah. Uh, Christmas carols, uh, church. You know, be you know, you can you know, be the the virtue signaling. Oh, what about church? Uh, Christmas music. You could put that up there. Uh, all different versions. Of uh, the Christmas draft. Now you could do the Hanukkah draft, which would be like uh, potato uh, lot, you know, pan- pancakes, latkes. Uh, you could do the menorah, you could do the dreidel, and that kind of stuff. But it's the same damn concept. It all sucks. Yeah. Yes. It's awful,
5: and it, it, right. it doesn't go on for a segment or two. It usually goes on for the three or four hours that the hosts are on that yeah. show.
4: Yeah. And the thing that's most frustrating, and, and I've I've been on shows when I got you know early in my career, I was with Hardo's that did this kind of radio. And the thing that's the most frustrating is that the listeners respond to this. They love it. Yeah. They love playing the little dopey games. That's why it keeps going on. It's a self-licking ice cream cone, right? Yeah. They, these people do it, and then the you know the, the, the audience responds. And uh, how about this New Year's version? <laughs> All right, yeah. New Year's spinoff version. Yeah. Tell me your New Year's sports resolution. Yeah. Right. Always the case. Um, who needs to spend more time with family? Uh, it's A.K. Lose your job in the new year, right? It's a way to say uh, lose your job um, for football coaches. Uh, tell me in, in sports who needs to work out more? You know me because they're out of shape. You yeah, know, that's, a, that's how that goes. Uh, who needs to quit? Smoking? Well, you know, too much weed or whatever. You can, there's different spinoffs on that, but it's the same concept. And it's all uh, I find it nauseating and all that, and lightweight radio <laughs> the, and it, lackadaisical it, and lacklustre.
5: There's one that you're missing. And it's it's actually – it's been a trend over the last couple years. I'm surprised you didn't catch it. But um, you'll have hosts that come on and say, is that a bowl game or not? And then they'll run through at least two or three segments worth of bowl games during the college football season and give out the names of the sponsors, you know, the Tostita, Fiesta Bowl or whatnot, and they'll go through all 40 bowl games to blow through a couple segments and say, hey, listeners, is this a segment – based on college football is this a bowl game or not
4: wow i've not heard that but that is uh, wonderful that is a uh, tremendously bad radio and uh, yeah <laughs> i'm surprised you've not heard that one i have not well i try not to listen yeah, you know, me too. to bad radio but i know you like bad radio i'm stuck on it uh, so can't do i about. am fatigued when i hear that i i feel guilty like i feel like uh, I, this is my profession you know the ra- radio I, i've always thought is like an art form it's an yes. audio art form and it's like watching, uh, well, listening to people finger paint when you hear this kind of radio. It's not good. All right, yeah, the Maller.
5: I think. Yes, I think Ben. I mean, on your point, I think the two hardest ways to be entertaining is one in theater, actually on a stage, and two talk radio. Because you um, are the yeah, eyes, I don't ears. know about. It. I've
4: never done theater, but I, I know I've done television. So I always find television a lot easier because yeah. they tell you exactly what to say, and it's you know, it's all kind of planned yeah. out. Produced, you got a bunch of producers in your ear telling you what to do and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think, and and you see it when TV people go into radio, they can't handle the (laughs) stickula. No, you know, some of them can, but a lot of them just are not. They're in over their head. They find it just. Horrific! It's murderous. I need know, a tease.
5: I need a lead. I need a monologue. I need
4: stats. Yeah. I need, yeah. And uh, you got a 20-minute block, the B block, and you have to fill it. And uh, there can be no dead air, and it has to be entertaining. Right. And uh, blah, 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 blah.
3: All right. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: So the Mallor meal plan. Now, several people recently have asked me about the Mount Rushmore of Mallor food dishes. And I don't talk about this enough. I mean, I have been honored. I don't get any awards in radio. I'll never win a Marconi. I'll never win any of those things. I do an overnight show. Very few people who are in the main stream of the radio business know who the hell I am.
5: You need to submit. That's why. You need to submit your material or have someone do it on your behalf. That's just lazy.
4: Well, whatever. But uh, I'm sure Coop will get right on that. So <laughs> the, uh, the Mallor meal plan. Now, these, this is the one honor that I have really gotten over the years. I have been regaled with food dishes named after me. Which, how great is it? You go out to have a nice meal, and you see my name on the menu. How wonderful is that? What a wonderful thing. And so I wanted to remind you, if you are new to the show and you're like you're a big fan of the show for whatever dumb reason, thank you, number one. And number two, if you're in any of these areas, I would love for you to try a Maller food dish. Now, I didn't prepare the dish, but my name's on it. Now, the, the big one, is they're all big, but at the Landing Eatery and Pub, which is in the Kansas City area in Liberty, Missouri, yeah. that is the home, Gascon, of Ben Maller's chicken finger basket. Yeah. It is a large portion of chicken tenders fried to perfection, piled on a mound of French fries. Does that not sound like heaven. Um,
5: it does. Yeah. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is, if it's after a hangover or during a hangover, or even like when you're in the middle of drinking, it sounds like a, a perfect dish.
4: Yeah, even for vegetarians and vegans, uh, they want those chicken fingers. The <laughs> the chicken fingers have been on that menu at two different Kansas City area restaurants over the years. The landing, by the way, is just a couple of miles away from Kauffman and Arrowhead Stadium, that, that sports complex with the Royals And Chiefs play, so it's it's pretty cool. That's the Landing Eatery and Pub. It's in Liberty, Missouri, and if you go in there, my name right there is on the menu. You can have the Ben Maller Chicken Finger. So if you're listening on 610 Sports in that area in Kansas City to the podcast, uh, you can can check it out. Uh, The second restaurant is in the Denver area, and it's actually at two different restaurants in the Denver area. But the main one is in Greenwood Village. It's the Sportsbook Bar and Grill. And they have honored us with Maller's Breaded Chicken Sandwich. Now, you go to Denver, Gascon, right? Why have you not had the Maller's Breaded Chicken Sandwich?
5: Uh, Because the last time I was in the Mile High City, I I did not know you.
4: Oh, well, that's good. I guess it's been a while then, and uh, you still don't really know me. No. Uh, But uh, Maller's Breaded Chicken Sandwich, Gascon, hand-battered chicken breast tossed in Frank's Red Hot Sauce with lettuce, tomato, and cheddar cheese. Now, I I get it without the tomato Hmm. and without the lettuce. Just the cheddar cheese on top. But here's a fun fact. Uh, years ago, now you're a Broncos fan, which is, you know, God love you. Um, but but years ago, the, there was a Broncos player that was eating at the Sportsbook Bar and Grill having some pops. And apparently they had a little too much fun and ended up hiding in some mulch outside the restaurant and got arrested. It was it Brandon Marshall? Uh No it was like a defensive back or something like that but it, yeah it was like a group of bronco players and some guy got arrested uh, after going to the restaurant maybe they had a bad reaction to the, to the chicken sandwich could be. could be i
5: mean having some ranch with it might do that
4: uh now where, where else we have we have the this is probably the one for you Gascon. the famous flamingo club aka the bird in Lawrence Kansas mm. just down the road from that famous field house where Kansas has produced so many great basketball players over the years um. Yeah. Yeah. It's in Lawrence, Kansas. Nice college town. It is the premier ballet for uh, gentlemen there in uh, the, the the only place in North America you will find the Maller Fowler. How about that. The Maller Fowler. Yeah. It is a mouth-watering chicken sandwich. Uh, so it is uh, just just absolutely uh, wonderful. Wait. When wait you- where is this at? That is at the ballet, the flame, the famous Flamingo Club. Oh, an adult known club. Known the yeah. Strip club, yeah. yeah. It's a gentleman's club. No, is no, no, it no. Is. it's a strip it's for club. Adults, yeah, I,
5: I think. For men. When I want to yeah. go to a strip club, I go to Lawrence, Kansas. That's exactly where I want to go
4: and have Let me your you strip something. Food. There are beautiful farmer's daughters there that are just trying to enjoy themselves. Or there paying are... for
5: medical school in Lawrence, Kansas? Yes. That's what they're doing?
4: Yeah. You, you know, you're such a, a snob coast guy. There are beautiful people all over the world. I don't know if you know this, and all over the United States, well, I,
5: everywhere, there are beautiful people. I've, I've traveled around the world, so I've gotten yeah. to see a lot of people, a lot of women in yeah. Europe. They're so. not
4: all in LA or New York, you idiot, okay? Oh, well, they're in uh, Boston. Some of them. Foot to Boston. There's some in Boston. There's some uh Indianapolis. Beautiful people uh, when I was in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, all over the place. There's just maybe not as many of them, but there's still a lot of, you know, do the.
5: I can't so, imagine the uh, the grade being too high on the fine women at the Flamingo Club. Well, I don't care about that, but the Maller Fowler... <laughs> it is actually highly
4: rated, but the Maller Fowler is uh, a 10. Jeez. All right. Uh, and if you live near any of these cities... So in Lawrence, Kansas, you got Kansas City, Missouri, and the Denver, Colorado area, you can have a Mallor food dish. We used to have food dishes in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. We had a pizza named after us in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We had... In uh, in New York, in Syracuse, the originator was the the Malzone, which is like a zone, but yeah. it was the Malzone. We had that for uh, years, and that restaurant changed hands. Unfortunately, it went away. And we, I think, had a dish in Boston, although the guy behind the restaurant that opened a barbecue place, he kind of vanished, so I don't really even know much about that. And, uh, and and by the way, Gascon, if you're interested, if you run a mom and pop type restaurant and you want to add a Maller brand dish to the restaurant, uh, we're all for it. Contact us. We have other states. We'd like to get one like in every state, or you know, as much as we can, because we got three states. We got 47 states available yeah. for a Maller food dish. And we'll promote it, and uh, it'll be, you know, we have fans everywhere that can travel and can go and have enjoy the dish. I don't know that anyone's eaten at all three of these. I think a lot of people have eaten at the Landing Eatery and Pub in, in Kansas City area and also the Flamingo Club because those are close. You know, it's a short drive between Kansas City and Lawrence, Kansas. They're right next to each other. But uh, yeah, in Denver's not that far away. So it is possible you could do all three, but probably nobody's done it yet.
5: I, I think I mean, we need something in California. We need something in L.A. or San Diego.
4: No, I mean, why would people do that? i I do Seattle. Somebody could do it before next week. I'll be in Seattle, uh, what, the 28th of the month. Do it in Seattle, man. Boom, done.
5: No? I don't – I'm not a big fan of that, especially because it's a big city. I like the smaller cities to do something like this. You like like the smaller – yeah. Yeah, what about like in Norman, Oklahoma – or even
4: OKC. I've been in Norman, Oklahoma. I I would be fine. I love Norman, Oklahoma. Well, I like Oklahoma City, which is right next door. What About like
5: Billings, uh, Montana.
4: Billings, Montana. Yeah, I mean somewhere
5: yeah. like on the outskirts. I'd be all
4: about it. Listen, if they want you know some like old saloon or something like that, guess what? What about you know, you like saloons? I know that you're drunk.
5: What about Bluefin? Was it Bluefin, West Virginia? The the albatross of cities in the United <laughs> States that you tried to send me to. <laughs>
4: well, I, again, that would you would have been in a better place. If you had gone there, you would have been the. We we like. There's a famous sportscaster in LA called you know Jim Hill, who's been on television since the 1980s and looks exactly the same as when I was a child on television. You could have been the Jim Hill of small town West Virginia. Great, yeah. But you chose not to do that. That's a bad job by you. 11:50 an hour doesn't sound great. Anyways. Well, yeah, but when everyone else is making $3 an hour, you're rich. Yeah, everything's relative. Yeah. Everything's relative, right? Meant, yeah. Well, yeah. well that's true. Okay. Uh, proper etiquette. All right. We'll dive into the holiday party. We'll get to the holiday party we had, the Maller Ugly Sweater Party, in a minute. But I have a bone to pick with David Gascon. Okay. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show
3: weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
7: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Uh, you, you know, you're like a Neanderthal raised by wolves. Interesting. You realize this, right? I think it's more of like a, a bull in a china shop. You have no decorum. That's not uh, you true. You have no decorum. We had the ugly sweater party this past week, and we'll get to that in a minute. We had a pretty nice turnout. People that are friends of uh, mine, and radio, and uh, my wife, all of her work friends. She is more popular than me. Everyone was there mingling, drinking, eating, having a wonderful time. There were no fights. There were a few drunkards. Uh, you know, old stories around the campfire was the way I would describe this year's version yeah. of the holiday party. And then following the holiday party this week at work. You acted like a douche. Do you realize the crime that you are now on trial for Gascon? <laughs> no. The concern yeah. the
5: fact that the Christmas party was on Saturday. Yeah. And I haven't worked with you or even talked to you since today, which is six days later.
4: Uh well that's not technically true. We were ships passing in the night, and you don't even you're so tone deaf. You you are there's a breach of decorum with you. Your etiquette is very poor. <laughs> All right. Let me let me explain please, here. I'm gonna, please I'm enlighten you. Because apparently you were raised by wolves. You did not learn good manners. So in a brief crossing of the, the, the guard there, I was walking in. You were walking out of the iHeart Media building there, the mm. Premier Network Studio Center. Yeah. And I'm walking in. You're walking out. And you asked... A co worker, you asked me in front of a co worker why they were not invited to the holiday. No, park. no, no, no.
5: Oh, I got to, okay, You I'm, talk
4: I, about, no, 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 no. Don't say no, 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 no. You I, did. I, I gotta, you did, you schmuck. Okay, I got to clarify you this. Schmuck. For you schmuck. How rude is this? In front of, you talk about a loaded question. You put me in a very difficult situation because you don't know social norms. No. You don't know decency. You don't have good I, taste. That's a bad job by you.
5: No, okay, let me clarify why I did that. Because
4: you're a dick. No,
0: that's why you did. I, I,
5: let me be frank with you because no one within the company is going to listen to this. So it won't matter. That's mat- true. It, they do not it, listen. It won't to matter. It. But there was an individual there at your party. Yeah. That has the same name as someone that we work with. And I introduced you to the conversation. I said, Ben, you actually missed so and so. And what I wanted to tell you was you missed so-and-so because just 20 minutes ago I had to wake him up because he was passed out drunk in the studio. No. But I couldn't say that because he was right there. He's like, don't tell him, don't tell him, don't tell him. So I said, hey, you missed the conversation. No, no, you are lying.
4: You are lying again, Proboro. I'm not. You said, why didn't you invite...
5: It was me on a pivot, because I can pivot. The luxury of me doing live TV and live radio is I can improv like this. Like, I don't have to be on a script. No, no, that's not improv.
4: No, no, you screwed up. That's not improv. I pivoted.
5: I pivoted from one individual with the same name to another individual. Uh Yeah, yeah. So- no, you, you,
4: that is not. No, impro- you
5: did not do improv. Of course, it did. And the reason why I brought that up is because the first individual, well, you're gonna get to the Christmas party, but I made a pivot because that guy was embarrassed that I was gonna bring up and air out his dirty laundry while he was just shit faced drunk at work, passed out yeah. just ten minutes before. Well, walked the I building. I
4: can't imagine that anyone would be uh, would be drunk at work. That would be that would be inappropriate. Well, right? I, I do not believe you. Uh, I was put in a very awkward situation. It was uh, that's never happened to me and uh, you you know I, I don't even know I, I don't even remember who I invited. There were some people that sent me messages after the holiday party yeah. hey I'm sorry I couldn't make it and I was like oh I thought I, I, I forgot I invited that person. So why do you care then? Well, because I want to invite everybody, I want to be all inclusive. Like wait, people, I like that particular person. I like. I like that. But, I didn't know he was a drunkard, but I like that person. But here's the
5: thing, though. It's like a wedding, right? It's like you and your yeah. wife getting married in Hawaii. You invite everyone and their mother, and if they show up, then great. They paid five, six hundred dollars for a flight plus two, three, four hundred dollars for a hotel room. You live in fucking buttfuck Egypt, Arizona. Like, do you really <laughs> think people are driving? I drove fifty miles from my house to come to your party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people the are other, driving wait, 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 to get there. The other,
4: the other thing here. You know, we spent a, a, probably a, a C note on uh, on this dumb party and all that. I mean, we 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 dropped a lot of money on this thing. You and me, food and all that stuff. Y- you and me, we, right? No, not you. Who? So who's we? And then you have the chutzpah. You have the unmitigated gall. Oh. Okay, I don't have my gallbladder, but you have the unmitigated gall. Yeah. Uh, to complain. About the food situation. Oh, I wasn't really. Which I found, but you talk about, there's no fiasco here. You showed up two hours late to a party and then complained the food was not fresh out of the oven. 90 minutes. Yeah, 90 minutes late. The food was piping hot when the party started, and you show up. You're a disaster, is what you are.
5: Well, I was put under the spotlight to get my impression of the raising canes that you'd bought. And it was my first ever experience. Yeah, and I must say, it was wonderful. It was disappointed.
4: We had two trays of the delicious Raising Cane's chicken fingers that catered the Maller Ugly Sweater Party. Uh, It was wonderful. Everyone loved us. Everyone loved the food. They were like, "Wow, this is great. This is so awesome." Orgasms! They were so excited about the chicken fingers, but not you, yeah. not the, uh, the the oppressor over there, uh, the uh, absolute dick. David Gascon, well, no, no, no. You if I'm gonna drive
5: that. that far out of my way to go to a party, I was expecting a little flammignon, a seafood platter, some hors d'oeuvres, yeah. little fine there was wine. There homemade
4: chocolate chip cookies that I slaved over. I baked myself those homemade chocolate chip cookies. I don't believe that. Uh, we had a nacho bar that was amazing. You know, my wife put together. It was awesome. We yeah. had all this stuff. And, uh, of course, you then complain. You shit all over our parade well, is what you did. They, David Gascon, Mr. Glamour Shot guy over there, David Gascon. They,
5: they asked for my opinion on Raising Cane's, and I told them I, I wasn't impressed. Yeah. Give me some right, KFC. Next year, I'm
4: going to get you a bag of uh, dog food, or I'll just take some from from Bella and then you can enjoy that, right? You can enjoy the dog food because that's what you deserve. Okay? <laughs> you deserve dog food. You know, the number, there's this thing that I, I, one of the mantras that I follow other than the code of the West is there's there's 10 things that take no talent and will give you a hundred percent respect effort and they they're things like being prepared doing extra being coachable or teachable or whatever having passion right, right. attitude energy body right. language effort right work ethic yeah number one is being on time yeah number one you were 90 minutes late. Ninety minutes late, uh, and uh, by the way, you fail many of those things. The ten things that take no talent. Well,
5: I have great Being energy, on time, not have, on time. I have uh, I have great energy, enthusiasm for life. I have passion with what yeah. I do. I have a not a lot for of work ethic.
4: Do. You complain all the time. You your effort is lacking. Well, the Fishbowl podcast. You have very bad body language. Low energy. I don't like your attitude. You're lacking passion. You're not coachable, and you don't do extra. I don't know if you're prepared. I don't think you're prepared either. You can complain about people that prepare because they make you look bad.
5: Well, I don't think so. I think there's a, an element of being overproduced and underproduced, and I'm like right in the middle of that. I'm on time by the clock for the clock uh, uh, don't as steal your my podcast material. demands. Don't
4: steal my material. Um, Do not steal I, my I material think it's one,
5: one of those smart. things where uh, it's appropriate for someone like myself being in the city of angels that I, I show up on time, I deliver A-plus quality content, and uh, time yeah. and time again I deliver. And that can, Unless you
4: don't. Ah. Unless you don't.
5: Listen, we're in Los Angeles. There, There's a, an opportunity for everyone to show up to a party, but it's more about being fashionably late as opposed to on time because you never want to be the first guy to party, and you never want to be the last guy. And for me, I definitely was not in either of those categories. So I think it's yeah. perfect, especially because, you know, it's all
4: about making an entrance. Yeah. Keep in mind, though, the people, there was like one person that came after you, yeah. and that particular person did not complain about the food. In fact, ate extra food.
5: Well, that's different. So. He's got a different palate than I do. I mean, plus, when I walked in anyway, you were sitting next to the fire pit with Brian Fenley on your lap.
4: So, well, like, I how- had Bella, my other lap dog. I had So Bella you had two lap there.
5: dogs on you. Yeah, yeah.
4: Well, we had a great time. Was Steve, the great Steve Futterman, news man over at CBS, was there. Yeah. Anyway. He was regaling us with stories. Uh, Finley made his first appearance. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, one person I did not invite that invited themselves. How about that? Who was it? Uh, should I say the name of the person on the on yeah, the? Of course, uh, uh, Iowa Sam. Uh, I I had forgotten. I, I would have invited him, but yeah. like I said, I forget who I invite. I didn't invite Iowa Sam. Uh, the worst
5: part is, is he was the best dressed guy there. Men in pretty light. He, he was dressed festive. I mean, he had lights yeah. on. He had a good sweater. He had a. He had a, a scarf on. He also had—I don't know—it's on a beanie, but he had like a, you know, deer antlers or whatever, and he was rocking yeah. it. He should have won a prize. You had a couple of people that won prizes that did not deserve it. Iowa Sam showed out.
4: Well, uh, Iowa Sam should have gotten more applause. Uh, he did not get enough applause to win an award. Oh. Uh, you hate to do it, but uh, he, he, people uh, did not cheer for him. It was all a popularity contest. It, it was—I'll
5: I'll, admit—it was a little uncomfortable for me for the first two hours because i had grabbed lee, lee <laughs> klein and i Yeah, made, you
4: were boxed you were boxing the corner and, and some of the people were like we should give gascon a purple heart he's taking one from the team man you know he's taking one for the team here because you you were cornered and you kept lee away from everyone else everyone else could sit back and relax and then you were just getting grilled like a sea bass yeah uh, over there by lee klein well i
5: it was a self-inflicted wound because what I was trying to do, and it was a boomerang effect. But I was trying to do this while he was making the approach towards you. I, I brought up the impeachment and everything that's going on with the United States and the government. Yeah. And as soon as I did that, then he started pushing me into said corner with we were talking about everything. We were talking about the Cuban Missile Crisis. We were talking about Sputnik. <laughs> we were talking about the uh, the Negro Leagues and Major League Baseball prior oh, to that. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about sure. Alabama Josh yeah. 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 Alabama and USC, segregation, uh, black Ops, we were talking about UFOs and then Rob Parker walked in and it led me right into it because I was like, hey Rob, you just got back from Antarctica and Lee jumped right into that and he's like, hey, do you know or did you fly next to the area where they don't allow commercial airlines to fly over because the Black Ops are there drilling holes in the bottom of the South Pole? That was oh great.
4: my god, he did that, really? <laughs> oh my. So I tried oh.
5: provoking all of this in front of you and in, in, in front
4: of the entire yeah. congregation. And it backfired. Does Lee know that Rob's part of the Illuminati? No. I mean, I, he does <laughs> no. not know. That he's not. So Lee, Lee had his tinfoil hat on. It was good. And uh, yeah, you got to know your audience there. Yeah. Right? I mean, that is uh, wild. That is, uh, is pretty good, man.
5: Yeah. At you, one point, he asked me, he's like, do you give a shit about anything I'm saying right now?
4: Oh, he, <laughs> he realized that you don't. He realized at some point he picked up on your body language that you were- you were shocked. You were you were gobsmacked by what was going on here. I'm
5: listening to yeah. him, and I see eyeballs from like you and Coop and Eddie. And, well, Roberto's eyes were in the back of his head, but everybody else was kind of like looking at me <laughs> and saying, "What the hell's going on with ChaosCon in the back of the?" Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, th- there are. At some point, we'll have to do our conspiracy theory. I learned y- radio. I-, I did something years ago. I-, I I think I read this somewhere. There are four main types of conspiracy theories that get. Repackaged. And I, I I don't have it here, and I, I, I'll i have to get to that. Maybe we'll do that in a future podcast All if right. somebody uh, reminds me. All right, moving on, Gascon. Study this, real or bullshit? Now These are studies and surveys we examine and determine whether or not we believe this or not. All right, here's one. Hey, fatty is the headline on this. <laughs> if America does not collectively adopt healthier eating habits, they say that... Over half of the nation will be obese by 2030, in 10 years, according to a new study out. They say even worse, one in four Americans will be severely obese with a body mass index over 35. I believe that 100%. I believe it, but I believe also that we need to change the body mass index rating. I think that is bullshit. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's supposed to be uh, skin and bones there, and you have to adjust with the times. I I think that if they change—now, I'm not saying you should be a total fat ass, but— I would be. I, I am. I've lost a lot of weight, yeah. and I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good spot right now. But I, I would probably have to lose another 60 pounds to be within the proper body mass index that they require. So it's ridiculous, well, in my opinion. You're what six five? Uh, six five, six six. Depending if okay. I stand up straight, yeah. Yeah.
5: So I'm six one, two 222. and looking at the body mass index chart, I'm considered on the borderline of obese. Like my, yeah, my, my which ideal is weight absurd. Is what? That's
4: what I'm saying.
5: My, it's so dumb. My ideal body weight, I guess, is like 184. So for you, six foot five, I would imagine it's what, like 210, 220. Yeah,
4: yeah, something like that. And and so my, my argument is like, I think the people that made these are the same people that cast Hollywood movies, where every <laughs> every woman has to be 90 pounds, you know, in a movie, and it's like Skeletor or something like that. Put this together. So uh, fuck that. I hate it. Screw them with the body mass index. All right, uh, moving on. Waste of money. This happens every year. There's a new study that found out that people tend to abandon their getting in shape for the New Year resolution by January 17th. All right? Now, I. this is not bullshit. I go to a gym, and I see it every year. It is as reliable as the Swallows returning to Capistrano and Punxsutawney Phil. It's like clockwork. In, in early January, a bunch of people that got – uh, subscriptions to the gym, show up, and they, they're they there. The gym is packed when I go early in the morning. Um, they're, they're all working out. And then around, I don't know if it's January 17th, but sometime around the, the Super Bowl, they're all gone. Right. All the new yeah. people are gone. Uh, that's it. Uh, see you later. All those gym memberships. What a racket the gyms in. They know that most of these people that sign up will never actually use the gym.
5: Yeah. Wonderful. It's an, it, That's even not as bad, but when people buy the home equipment like a Peloton or free weights and dumbbells and those things, it, just, it collects dust. And because yeah. you have it in your own confines of your house or property, you think you're more inclined to use it, but that's not the case. That's why I always recommend buying a gym member membership and doing it where you're semi-close to where you live, too, because at least you have the opportunity to leave the house, get in and get out, as opposed to having to drive a long distance or having the comfort of your own home where it's collecting dust. But I believe 1,000%. Now, you work out at a gym, which you have people staving off literal elimination. So for your gym, it's a little bit different.
4: What are you talking about? What are you? What are you cryptically saying here? Gag on the people that
5: you work out with—they're old people. They're trying to stave yeah. off death. Well, I don't know. So and they're going to work out no dude, matter what. Thing.
4: A body in motion stays in motion. That's exactly. You get older it. and you stop working out. You don't move as well. So, so what so, I'm yeah.
5: saying is, is that gym? I think it's more. You're going to have more people that stay
4: true to the working out. Well, I, I, there are. Like good-looking young people that work out, but they don't work out when I work. out. I guess I'm gonna have to work out at a different time, so I'll be there. I'll see some different people. But when, I, yeah, when I'm there, it's uh, it's uh, a bunch of you know, people drinking grandpa and grandma juice that you are take, hanging out You there. come
5: down to my gym down in Torrance.
4: Oh, the South Bay. No, yeah. I, you know, the I don't, UFC I don't gym. cross the 405. I don't well, cross the At the
5: Christmas party, you and your wife were both bitching to me about going down to like Busy Bees and 25th Street and San Pedro and having well, I, some no, stubs no, and... no, I
4: go, I go there one, for Thanksgiving because uh. my in laws live right down the street from the Busy Bees. So that's why I go there. But I, that's not even open on Thanksgiving, so I've never had a Busy oh. Bee sandwich. Everyone says it's amazing, but I've not had one. That's good. You can come down and go get a workout, and then you can go get a sandwich. How about that? All right, next up on Study This, watching television makes viewers more likely to prefer—wait for it. Porn. No. Thinner female bodies, according <laughs> to a new uh, study. Close. I don't believe this. This is bullshit, because I grew up watching more television than anyone. I had no friends. No one would hang out with me. Yeah. My friend was the, the boob tube. And uh, I enjoy a nice, curvaceous woman more than a skinny, uh, I find, uh, I, like skinny women, I want to make them uh, like some fettuccine Alfredo or something like that to fatten them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, 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 they're too skinny. And I, I've been around occasionally at events, some of these, these actresses uh, that are, uh, are, I used to call them actors now, whatever, but the women that are in these movies, they're so petite and so small, it's unbelievable. They're like... It's out of control.
5: Yeah, I, I gotta agree with you, especially because considering the fact that I don't know if you have a get out of jail free card, but if I did, I would put Selma Hayek, uh I'd put Sofia Vergara. I put those two women at the top of the food chain. They're full figured women.
4: Uh, not, well, I don't even well compared, compared to everyone else in Hollywood, they're full figured women. I think uh, full figured women might argue that there's not they're not really full figured, but but yeah. They're curved, No, I, I enjoy a nice uh, curvy road. I don't need the straight road. I like the curvy road. Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
5: man. I'm not, that's
4: unfortunate. I call that bullshit. All right, uh, next up, the work flirt. Apparently, the, there's a new study out that suggests office flirting could help employees feel less stressed. So, Gascon, you got to start <sighs> flirting with your coworkers because you're very stressed.
5: We have We have two females that we work with.
4: Do we? Yeah. I what who I know one of them. Who's the other one?
5: One's an editor and one's a. a okay, anchor. I don't know the editor. Yeah, and we don't I talk to who, anybody upstairs. I would ne- in today's climate.
4: Are you fucking kidding me? I know this is just you're just asking for HR because the only way this works is if the other person's receptive. If they're not receptive, you're screwed. It's yeah, you know, The woman can just unload on you. <laughs> even and even if, if you're not you.
5: flirting shit could get misconstrued taken the wrong way and then up the food chain it goes and before you no know you're bounced on your ass yeah
4: but to be fair and you know, we work in an odd mostly male business no and, well on the radio but, but side and on, on the on-air like broadcast side, but i'm saying like uh a lot of people find love in the office and all that stuff they find their partner at work i mean that happens all the time what was your first job when you were 18 I worked at my, my parents' mailing service, and I had some other odd jobs before that, but uh, I, I that was the, the gig. I drove around. I, I put bulk mail together and uh, went to post offices <laughs> and uh, whatnot. It was a very exciting job, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, there was no... Uh, I had a newspaper delivery thing when I was younger, and then I got into radio. I got into radio when I was 19 years old. Oh and shit! I've been radio ever since.
5: I, I brought that up because I was talking to a good friend of mine on the East Coast, uh, special kind of Felix. And we both had sales jobs when we were younger, like 18, 19 years old. But the yeah. sales jobs when you're a kid, they they really get the juices flowing. But I, yeah, I met the women that I dated at the time all through sales. I worked at. Petros Papadakis' dad's restaurant in San Pedro. Name dropper. And then I worked at a health club for like four years when I was going to college. And that was the best part because you talk about flirting on the job site. You know, I was doing that and you didn't have to do anything. It's like, oh, you should probably work out this area or this area. Well, I've or- heard
4: stories. I've had friends that have worked in the restaurant business and apparently it's like orgies uh, going on behind <laughs> the scenes there at a lot of those restaurants with managers and waiters. and, waiters and Okay,
5: whatnot. it was all men up. that worked at Petros's dad's restaurant. So, and there's okay. no fucking... It was a five-star restaurant. There's nothing wrong
4: with that, Gascon. I'm I, not here to judge.
5: No, I know, but uh, he threatened me. He said, you need to learn... How to sing "Happy Birthday" in Greek by next week, or you're fucking fired. Really? And that was a week into the job, and he's good That's friends funny. with his, his dad. Is is good friends with my dad, and so how that shit went down. My dad was just gonna fucking do it. So yeah, talk about your <laughs> first job. It's John well, Papadakis down your down your throat, just giving you the business. Like do this shit right. You know, when they break glass, it was a Greek restaurant, so you're breaking glass and and singing, yeah. and you get the ballerinas, not the ballerinas, the belly dancers and all that stuff. It was a uh, my first ever tip was a hundred dollar tip from an old DJ at Kiss FM, Rick
4: D's. Oh, I knew I knew Rick. I worked with. him. Did Rick. you? <laughs> yeah, Rick was great. Oh man, was wonderful. Back in yeah. the day. Yeah, well, yeah. Rick actually gave me some great advice, uh, and Rick was like the nicest guy. He was a big star in LA radio, and he had a TV show and yeah. all that. Very nice man, Rick D's. And when he was the big morning star at Kiss FM, I was doing local radio in LA at Kiss AM. Mm. And Dees, uh, I, I guess we can say it now because he's not really doing much these days, but he used to record the first hour or two hours of his show after his morning show. Oh, okay. So he, I was doing a midday show, and Dees would still be hanging out when I got in. And he'd come down, you know, and he'd, he'd ask us how we were doing, and we'd make some small talk with the great Rick Dees. And he, he, he told me two things, two pieces of, uh, of advice in radio. Because I was doing... um a duet with Dave, uh, the Ben and Dave show. Hmm. He said, listen, he said, the key to a long career in radio, you've got to be able to perform on your own. You can't, you know, it's great to have people that you work with, but most radio stations aren't going to hire a duo. You have to be able to hire, you know, be able to do your own act. Right. So he told me that, uh, and that was, that was good advice. And then he also told me when you're pre-recording a segment of radio, make mistakes but don't edit them out you know when you make yeah. mistakes because he said and he knew this because these was the master of this he said when you make a mistake the listener doesn't think it's recorded because they assume you'd edit it out in post production <laughs> so they it, it, how, how smart is that yeah. right yeah. it's true that's if I'm true. listening and I hear somebody on the radio make a mistake I'm like wow I mean that must be live uh, but uh, no it, it's, it could be on recorded uh, you know, DVR or whatever it's well, good advice uh, it is solid advice, and I just passed it on to a new generation of blowhards and gas specs. Here's a new survey that finds the average American gets into blank arguments during the holiday travel. So when you're traveling over the holidays, how many arguments will you get into with your family, friends, the people at the airport, the people at the Uber, uh, all of those people? Ten. Close. 12, they say 12 arguments during holiday travel. And uh, are you an arguer? Do you argue when you travel and uh, whatnot? Do you complain and uh, tensions rise?
5: I I think it just depends on on who we're talking about with family. Maybe a little bit more inclined if someone's doing something stupid or whatever. But with people, especially in the transportation industry like TSA and flight attendants and people of those nature, I, I don't because part of the thing is you work on holidays i work on holidays these people work on holidays and they want to be with their family like they don't want to be uh, at work unless they don't have families that are close by so i I tend to be a little bit more lenient with that plus it's just i got pretty good patience so i I try not to be as dramatic as other people are especially because you don't want to be that guy or that girl that stands out amongst a big crowd just being a fucking asshole yeah, so yeah,
4: this is where I should tell the story with uh, Lee Klein. Uh, we were traveling together to a Clipper playoff game years ago. Uh, it's probably about 12 years ago. And we were in at Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix. Hmm. And Lee had a rental car. He had scheduled a rental car. So we go into the rental car booth, and uh, Lee starts uh, telling jokes to the person at the rental car. Well, the person at the rental car place did not want to deal with Lee's bullshit. So started... Sniping, you know, going back back at Lee, and it turned into an argument where they were like yelling at each other, right? And I'm like, oh my god! And so, the person at the rental car place said, "I'm not going to rent you the car. Um, you're a rude customer. I'm not going to rent you the car." And so, hand to god Lee. Apparently, he had had this happen to him before. He then walked out of the car rental booth, walked about ten feet over to another car rental booth and had a second reservation just in case he had a problem with the first reservation (laughs) and then got the car. He was on his best behavior at the next rental car place, and he got the car with some other Joe Schmo. That's pretty good. How great is
5: that? That is good. Backup plan for being an
4: asshole. Yeah. If you're a schmuck, you have to have a backup plan. All right. uh, In light of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, this study was sent to me. Hmm. What percentage of Americans say they read movie reviews before watching a movie? And what percentage read movie reviews after watching the movie, while what percentage never read movie reviews? So break up the pie chart
5: here. Okay, so before the movie, I would say 12%. All right,
4: you think 12% before the movie, all right. After the
5: movie, 87%. All right. And then not at all, I would say 60%.
4: I don't know that that all adds up to the right (laughs) I think you're off on some of that. But uh, the answer, Gascon, you're wrong. 43% of Americans say they read movie reviews before watching a movie. All right. Uh, 13% say they read the movie review after watching the movie. What's the point of that? Yeah. Uh, 29% never read movie reviews at all. So almost 30%. Now, I don't read the movie reviews because I don't know the person that's making the reviews taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have a special taste in movies And I know what I like, I know what I enjoy, and I don't know that this other person has the same taste. So like, a lot of times the critically acclaimed movies I think are just horrible, right? I think they blow and they're a waste of my time and uh, I don't need to see a musical or anything like that, but these things are often celebrated by the people that review movies.
5: Yeah. Are you a trailer guy? Do you like going to the movies and watching the trailers before the previews of of upcoming movies prior to the movie?
4: you can't avoid it because they get thirty minutes of trailer. Like I, I'm good with like two or three trailers, but after that, I'm I'm done. I'm like, I, I, this is horrible. Oh. you know, I but know you're. Yeah, I mean, they, they make them pretty good, and they kind of you know, they suck you in and all that. So I got sucked into that Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks, and and the, the trailer was bullshit compared to how the movie actually was.
5: Now I heard, yeah. uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I heard you're watching a new documentary called "Don't Fuck with Cats." Is that true?
4: Uh, no no I have not uh, my wife was watching that oh, I, have not, oh. I have not watched
5: that no I, I, I heard goes. from a bird that you were watching yeah. it and
4: no no I did not watch it yeah. I have not seen right. that one. I'll be watching a lot of documentaries If anybody wants to recommend a documentary send me a message on social media. I got a lot of time for the next like couple of weeks here to watch Great. documentaries yeah yeah a lot of well I'll be you know in Seattle for some of that mm-hmm. All right, the most caring city in America. So according to a study done by Wallet Hub, the most caring city, I have the top five here. How many of the top five most caring cities can you name? Austin, Texas. Uh, not on the list. Nashville, Tennessee. See here. Not on the list. Oh, man. Uh, Des Moines, Iowa. N- not on the list. Over for 3. Little New Rock, Arkansas. Not on the list. Over for 4. Keep going. You got to get one of them. Come
5: on. Uh... San Diego, you, California, not on the list. Orange County,
4: not on the list. Fuck, well, I'm this is out. why you're this is why you suck at this. Okay, how about Saint Petersburg, Florida, not on the list. Fuck. Uh, number five, Fort Lauderdale, not on the list. <laughs> number five, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh come on. Number four, Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, That's right. good. Number three, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's a shocker. Number two, Madison, Wisconsin, All right. and the number one most caring city in America, according to this new study, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Wow! Now a, a spinoff because you know anybody can talk about the positive. I like the negative. Yeah, that's right. And this study also looked at the the cities in the United States where the the lowest percentage of income donated to charity per capita. Right. These are the cities that don't give to charity. All right. How many of these can you name? All right. So we go Chicago. Not on the list.
5: L.A. Not on the list. New York.
4: New York City. Not on the list. San Francisco. Not on the list. Dallas. Not on the list. Oh, Miami. You're terrible at this game. Not on the list. Oh. Trying to think of just uh, one the- of them is obvious, Gascon. These people are known as heathens and uh schmucks and assholes. And- Boston, uh, that is on the list. Boston is on the list. <laughs> ding, that's ding, not ding, the ding. city I was thinking of. I, I was thinking of the other city that's known for that. Oh man, uh, Come Phil- on. Philadelphia, yes, Philadelphia. Right. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Philadelphia. Check this out. So, right. Philadelphia, San Diego, and Boston oh, wow. are tied for 68th as the least. Charitable. The next on the list, number uh, this is odd. Number seventy-three. Yeah, Pittsburgh. So Pittsburgh is the hmm. this is fine. Both the most caring and the least charitable. Yeah, it's a trick H- question. how can you be both? Um, number seventy-four. Number seventy-three, rather on the list. That that was seventy-two, I guess. Number seventy-three was uh, Sacramento, okay. Sacramento, California, the state capital, and the worst of the worst, the least. Charitable, based on percentage of income donated to charity. No, I've been to this city though, Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Hello, uh, Buffalo.
5: Oh man, that's odd. Those are some of the you wouldn't really want to go to many of those cities, but outside of San Diego. But
4: Buffalo. I've been to Philly. I've been to San Diego. I've been to Boston. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been to Sacramento. I've been to I've been to all five of those cities. Wait a minute, I've been to every one of those cities. Oh, wow, fit you like how a great glove. is that? Yeah, fit you like a glove. Yeah. Well, charity starts at home, you know. And, it, and you, you know what I always say about charity guests? You know, and I know you like to brag about everything and yeah. all that. That's how you work. But true charity should be anonymous. I say this all the time, right? Yeah. It's my belief the value of a charity donation is reduced when you're like J.J. Watt running around trying to take a bow and get praise. Uh, and I feel the same way about these NFL players that make a big deal about when they do charity. I, To me, it sullies the charity. And giving anonymously guarantees the donors' modems are truly altruistic. Uh, and, uh, do you donate to charity? Yes, uh, we donate to charity uh, every year, but I don't talk about it. Right. I don't promote it. We we do not uh, talk about the, uh, the charity that we do.
5: I donate so. clothes to the Salvation Army every year. Yeah. Part of the reason I do that is because I, I use it as a motivation tool for myself that when I lose weight and the clothes look like... Parachutes on me, then I could yeah. give them away, and it's a good motivation and reminder. Well, like, that's hey, a,
4: yeah. My my problem with that is my um, my wife. Like I, I'm a yo-yo dieter. You know, I will lose a lot of weight, I'll gain it back, yeah. lose it again, and all that stuff. And so I'm I'm always paranoid. I always tell my wife, you know, hold on to those fat clothes because I might go off the wagon. You know, I might, I might or I might go on the food wagon, the the gravy train wagon, you know, wagon, and all that stuff. So I always get paranoid about that. Yeah. But I, it is better to get rid of this stuff. You're right. That's what you should do. That way, yeah. you're motivated to not have to spend a grand on clothes. Because uh, you're a fat ass again. You yeah,
5: know? and I think the beautiful thing now that I, I know you in your present state as opposed to in your beefier state is that um, you don't have to worry about that because I can remind you if you're getting a little heavy around the face and chest wow. and chin and wow. your waist and all that stuff. Yeah, you have I, no
4: shame in that. All right, moving on. <laughs> grab bag. These are actual <laughs> questions by actual listeners. Lee in the Valley of the Sun. Lee's a longtime Malo Militia guy. He went to a Cardinals game holding yeah. up a Malo Militia not spell. Sign. Yeah, guy has – yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. What an asshole. What an asshole. No wonder the Malibu I like you, Lee, although I don't like this question. He says, now that your net worth went up $3 million, according to Google, check this out, guess guy, Lee in, in Phoenix Googled me. Now, in the past, Google said my net worth was $3 million. I have now apparently, I guess those investments in Bitcoin are paying off. Uh, I'm now up to uh, $6 million in net worth, <laughs> it's according un- to Google.
5: I type in Ben Maller, and as soon as I do that, it finishes the rest of it for me and puts in net worth.
4: Yeah. That's amazing.
5: <laughs> wow, $6 million. Yeah. They got to change that picture, though, for you.
4: Yeah, that well, I, I was when I was fat. Well, uh, no, you, I, have, every- you have a lot well, of
5: hair on your head in that picture.
4: Well, I have a lot of hair in my no, head. No, I do. No. Huh. No. Oh, no. Wait. Now I just typed it in on uh, on Bing. It says $4.5 million. Wow. So I'm only worth four. But that's still a million and a half more. Let me go to Google. Hold on a sec. I'll
5: type it in. <laughs> I Google love here. that they have your birth sign in there.
4: <laughs> Very important. Oh, yeah. $6 million. Celebrity. Uh, what is it? Celebstrendingnow.com annual salary can we talk that into reality can we make that reality i'd be very happy with a a net worth of six million dollars
5: yeah if that's the case that means we're actually or you're making some money on this podcast which means you need to cough up some coin so quit being a cheap bastard
4: listen i uh, talked to the boss this week and uh, i did some spec uh, spec spots Mm -hmm. for the podcast that Mm -hmm. could be popping up in 2020 and that would be a little bit of money yeah we'll see All right, let's see here. Steven writes in from SoCal. He says, who's going to win the NFC West, and are you really going to Seattle for that last game? Uh, Yes, uh, Steven. Uh, Everything's booked. Uh, I got a hotel room. I got a plane ticket. I'll be in Seattle December 28th, and uh, that's uh, Saturday, and we're going to have a Mallard get-together that night, Saturday night. Uh, Contact Jay Scoop on Twitter or email me if you want more information on that. But we want every man, woman, and child – who can make it in the Seattle area or Washington state or in Oregon or up in uh, in British Columbia uh, Idaho who reasonable driving distance uh we we would love to see you there and and, and hang out and uh, have a great time but I will be there and as far as who's going to win the NFC West I know it's not going to be the Rams the 49ers are the more talented team uh, but they lost to Atlanta so, I would say the 49ers will win the NFC West, but I'm going to be in Seattle, so go Seahawks. <laughs> right? Yeah. Gotta, when in Rome, act like a Roman.
5: That's right. And they own the tiebreaker right now. So, yeah. All right. We'll uh,
4: here's that. a guy that writes in says if Fox offered to double your salary, but you had to move to an 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. time slot, would you do it? Oh, it God. would mean giving up your title of being the king of late nights. Yeah. Uh, well, they'd, they'd have to do more than double my salary, but, it, I, yeah, everyone's got a price, uh, so I, I'm in. Uh, Emmanuel from uh, Portugal says, is it better to eat first and cry after or cry before and eat after? I, I think it's better to cry before and eat after because, you know, if you're going to eat and you cry, you might have a, a reversal of fortune. and st- I mean, Who wants to do that, you know? I like to eat before and after. After you're a crier. Uh, I
5: just, you know, when I feel guilty about something, I'll eat before after in between. I'm always an eater.
4: All right, Jonathan writes in, he says, is Stevie Wonder really blind? Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal's latest encounter seems to once again debunk blindness. I've heard the same thing, Jonathan. I've heard about Stevie Wonder's car collection. I've heard about the televisions that he's got at his house. Uh, I've heard about that. Now, there is a guy that we work with, that has worked with Stevie Wonder. Do you know who that is, Gascon? Is it Bobo? Yes, Bobo on the radio knows Stevie Wonder, and he swears he's worked on the Steve Harvey show and Stevie Wonder's been on there before, and he swears that Stevie Wonder is blind. I'm skeptical. This would be one of the great scams of all time. Can you imagine when he dies at his eulogy if they say, "By the way, yeah. Stevie could see this entire time, you morons." I agree with that.
5: Dude be? had twenty ten vision, just eagle eye.
4: Yeah, would that not be wonderful? It would be great. Would that that would be just great? All right, Brian says, "Whose desk does Gagon go under to keep his job?" Uh, David, you want to answer that?
5: Uh, Brian's a fucking idiot. All right. Leave thank you for that. that. Very nice.
4: Uh, Raymond asked, he asked a good question. If you buy yourself a Christmas present, should you still wrap it?
5: Well, technically, <laughs> it's already wrapped if you're usually buying something anyway, right?
4: Well, I, I, I guess. But, you know, some people buy themselves. My wife, actually, I think, has done that in the past. Like, she, she'll buy herself something and kind of wrap it so it's under the, the tree or whatever. But, uh Yeah. Nah, I mean, what's a waste of wrapping paper? Yeah. I, I, do a gift bag or something like and And by the way, buy your wrapping paper, your gift cards at like Dollar General, the Dollar Tree, the 99-cent store, whatever your your store. Why waste money on wrapping paper? Why well, don't you just, just throw use it newspaper? Away get, well, who, who reads newspapers anymore? You, I read newspapers online. I don't have an actual newspaper. No. Do you get an actual newspaper? Yeah. All right. Uh, Jose writes in and says, what's Gagon's kind of woman?
5: We just talked about this full-figured. I deal, I deal. He
4: says any anything that walks and talks.
5: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Where's he from again?
4: Uh, I'm not sure where Jose's from. Right. Well,
5: it doesn't matter. Uh five foot nine, brunette. Usually my strike range. That's your strike range. Yeah. All right, full I figured. Got you. you gotta have. I mean, I don't like skinny women. I like women that are curvy. Yeah,
4: I do too. I gotta, I don't want somebody that's always uh, eating and throwing up. You know, <laughs> somebody that enjoys a nice meal. I with like. Me and,
5: uh, I like interdependent yeah. women too. I don't like women that are dependent
4: on another man or that's because you're cheap you don't want to pay for stuff
5: no but i appreciate the hustle you know i mean yeah
4: i do too i think it's i think it's that's part of the reason
5: why like when i went to your christmas party i talked to two people the entire time lee and your wife yeah. Because there's nobody unless else, unless else that Nobody else on that wanted, level. Nobody else wanted to talk to you. Yeah, that's not true. That's we're like was, the bell yeah. of the ball. Like we stood out amongst everyone else
4: that was just sitting yeah. down. Well, and, yeah. I, I was holding court around the campfire. Yeah. Uh, you were so holding hands with your fanboys
3: that were there. All right. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: Uh, do we have any Don't Stick to Sports stories? Yeah, we got some are- bad okay. stuff. All we right. got some good we- stuff.
5: Uh, this right. one, actually, I think Cooper would appreciate. Uh, Chuck Bonnywell, he's a talk show host in Colorado. Uh, he co-hosts a show with his wife. Well, yesterday, he laughed as he came back from a break and introduced a segment that said the never-ending impeachment of Donald Trump. And he said, quote, you know, you wish for a nice school shooting, end quote. And then his wife immediately <laughs> cut him off. It's <laughs> like, no, 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 we didn't say that. We didn't say that. Don't call us. Chuck didn't say that. So basically, yeah. uh, so
4: they so they said it, and what
5: happened? They try to retract. No dump button. Show guy no canceled. No dump. They didn't dump it. No. Wow. So we got the dump button here. I think what is it? Forty-five seconds
4: in total length. Um, I don't know how long it is, but you're never supposed to say how long it is because that that that's the the top trade secret in radio. How much dump time you have? No, but we have but multiple th- dump buttons though yeah, we do have multiple dump buttons. We every studio years ago when Janet Jackson showed her boobies yeah and the company re- freaked out because they, they were talking about finding the uh, every every station that broadcast Janet Jackson's tits yeah. was gonna have to pay a fine. Ugh. and and it was a nightmare, right? So everyone in broadcasting was freaking out. So they put these game show style buzzers. In the studios, it's like yeah. press your luck, the old game show, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it's so funny. You go in there, and it's, it says dump, you know, it's a black box. It's got dump, the little button called dump on it, yeah. and it flashes when you dump something. It's it's uh, quite amusing, but but yeah, I mean you can't. I mean that's the third rail, my man. No, you can't be joking around about. It. School shootings. I mean, even I. Uh, I come on. I mean, yeah. What are you doing? There? About, I, I don't think that person should be fired. I think they should be should be slapped and suspended and all that because they were trying to be funny. But uh, that's a bad job by them. The producer not paying attention. though, That's unfortunate. How about? Well, this, that, happens time, yeah, well that happens all the time, man. that happens all the time. People aren't shows. paying attention. Yeah. I'll be saying, you know, I, I say stuff sometimes, and then, and then a half an hour later, somebody else will say, "What about this?" I'm like, I talked about that. Uh, you know. 30 minutes ago, or an hour ago. All right, what's next? I'm about this? Hackers broke into the
5: Epilepsy Foundation's Twitter feed last month, and they actually posted images of flashing or strobing lights to cause, you know, to cause, obviously, seizures to people that have epilepsy. Uh, the attacks were deliberate, so the feed on the Epilepsy Foundation's Twitter feed was just nothing but flashing and strobing lights for a time oh, period that man. most people with those disorders uh, could obviously notice it before the organization eventually
4: pulled them down. Yeah, what a ragamuffin. Uh, I mean, what kind of what kind of lunatic? Uh, I know they're just trying to get their jollies off and it's uh but you talk about the Marching Moron Society. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, who the hell fuck I mean, leave the fucking people alone, okay? They got their own issues, okay? He's stupid vermin.
5: Uh, how about this? Children at a Vienna State Opera uh, ballet academy were allegedly encouraged to smoke to control their weight. Uh, an
4: investigation. <laughs> no,
5: like, okay. All right, Ben, we, we know people. I, Does that
4: work, by the way? Yeah,
5: you know, I, I'll say, I won't say the name, but back in the day when I was in, in grade school and in high school, there was a girl that was right around my age, not in the same class, but right around my age. And she was by far the most attractive girl that we went to school with. And we're talking about grade school to high school and into college. She was absolutely gorgeous. Sure. The only only problem was is she weighed a lot. She gets into college and I think like her junior or senior year, she Mm -hmm. went strictly to smoking cigarettes and eating saltine crackers. And wow. she lost a shitload of weight. Like a boatload of weight. And
4: everyone was trying to uh hook up with her. All yeah. Of a but she's gorgeous.
5: Like you, you could just tell, but that's exactly yeah. what she did. And so, so yeah, smoking diet. Well, so tobacco
4: your diet. tobacco, yeah. So tobacco is the thing, right? That's yeah. uh, you get a lot of tobacco, you don't want to eat or whatever. Right. But why not just do intermittent fasting and just train your body like I've done here? We can go forty-eight hours without eating or something like that. Because
5: people splurge though after
4: that fast. Like I go. 16- yeah, but you can splur if you don't. If you go two days without eating and then eat and then go two days without eating, you can eat a lot in between the two days, which is what I do. Yeah, but
5: the, the, their purpose is not to overload. It's not to binge eat. It's not to binge drink. It's
4: to ah, intermittent But But, but by, I've done this for about a year, and I feel like even when I eat a lot, I don't eat as much as I used to because my appetite is not as much as it used to be. Well, to be fair, everyone's bodies are a little bit different. so I. You know, well, that's true. That's know. accurate. All right. Well, uh, so uh, is good luck to this. It was it dance school? Yeah, in well, Vienna. Well, so, But well, yeah, it's, well, it's not- well, parents also have to sign off on that, right? Your your twelve year old comes home <laughs> smoking some Marlboros. You have to be like, "What's going on?" Here?
5: Are they vaping now? I guess that's got to be the new trend, right? No Marlboro or you know uh, whatever else they have as far as cigarettes go. I don't know, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. dangerous. But. That's what we got. We're on a on a truncated timetable as we close. Well, up.
4: that's because you were fifty eight minutes late. That's why we we would have more, but you're fifty minutes late. Well, uh, thank you, Gascon. I want to wish you the listener a wonderful Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, and if you don't celebrate anything, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, just have a really good day. Just have a really good day and uh, enjoy all the the holiday festivities. Now, there will be no podcast next week, Gascon. Are you sure? uh, there is no podcast. Are you on- sure. Well, I'm planning on not doing a podcast. The week after, we might have a podcast, although I will still be on vacation, but I do need to test out the new piece of equipment, so uh, we might have the podcast the following week.
5: That's That would be the 31st, so it'd be January 1st or 2nd. I might not be around to kick off 2020.
4: Yeah. Then we won't have the podcast, or we'll get somebody else to sit Wait, in with what? you who's actually good, uh, you know, somebody who's uh, not a maggot, and we'll get them to, to oh, come in here and uh, get a non-mosquito. <sighs> Oh, you're going to use that on a podcast sometime in the near future, I guess. Someone that doesn't uh, cause us to get itchy and scratchy uh, when we hear their voices. Uh, But anyway, you guys have been great this year. It's been fun. We just launched this podcast at the start of football season, and uh, the, the downloads have been through the roof. You guys have been great. The audience continues to grow. Tell your friends about it. Tell your enemies at these holiday parties. Hey, I know a good podcast you should be listening to, uh, which is this podcast and the radio podcast. But have a great, wonderful, wonderful end of 2019, and we will catch you in 2020 in the Magic Radio Box. Thank you.